To the cheeseheads who want it fresh and the ones who think Lambeau is a cathedral. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. Perry, there's a lot of really interesting candidates this year, and it maybe, you know, potentially that plays into Matt LaFleur's decision. Some people that he's worked with closely, some just really big names. Obviously, we'll talk about all of them from the Bill Belichick aspirations that some people seem to have um, all the way down to some of the smaller assistant coaches that are, you know, making waves around the league. So did you have any immediate impressions on anyone that you would be, you know, particularly intrigued by? Or are you just waiting to see what happens? I have a few names that I'm definitely more intrigued by some because they're names that have been tied to the Packers in the past. Some because I just think they'd be really nice fits. Some because they're just, you know, galaxy brain will never happen, (laughs) but I would love it. So there's a mix. Um, I def, I know you have a list, so we, we can start going down them. Um, Ijiro Evero is probably top of the list for me, mainly for for a number of reasons. One, because I know that they brought him in, you know, last time they were doing this search. So you know that there's interest there. Um, And two, because he coached a great defense in Carolina. Um, Obviously, the opposite side of the ball didn't look great. So (laughs) you have a good defense and, and it's not followed up with a good offense, you, you know, it's kind of wasted. Um, the nickname, you know, the fighting Everos is <laughs> probably a good indication that how they feel about their DC, but, you know, does he want to make a lateral move, you know, to another defensive coordinator position is a question mark for me. Um, do you want to go from a losing franchise to a winning franchise? Possibly. Um, Matt LaFleur had a lot of really, really, really positive things to say when the Packers went down to Carolina. Um, So he's kind of who I have my eye on. Again, there are, you're going to go through the list. um, But if I had to choose one, that's probably who I have my eye on the most. Um, But I am sure the Packers are going to choose someone super out of left field and we're all going to be surprised about it. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, I think the the Evero thing is really interesting, too, because, you know, right now he's obviously under contract, but he's interviewing for head coaching positions. He's right in the mix of moving to the Atlanta Falcons, which what a fun secondary to get to work with, knowing that, you know, his kind of background is coaching safeties. That's what he did with the Rams when that time overlapped with the floor there. So we'll see. Yes, you mentioned it. He was one of the D.C. candidates in 2021 before uh, LaFleur went with Barry. So that's, you know, a lot of, I think, who makes up this list is, I don't know if they would still even be interested in the job, but there's quite a few names here that have interviewed with the Packers previously. Um, talking again also about Jim Leonard. I know that's a name that a lot of Packer fans have on their radar. He was offered the job before Joe Barry in 2021, but declined it to stay with Wisconsin. He is now the senior football analyst at Illinois. So kind of a demotion, I guess, as far as position going from the interim head coach in Wisconsin. But he was the defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach in Wisconsin for a while and obviously played safety in the NFL for 10 seasons, which is still kind of bananas if you think about it. He's like 5'8". Like he was just not the the prototypical athlete as far as his build, but a really good football mind. So I can see why he's enticing to Packer fans and NFL fans because 
he has a really good defensive minded brain, even if he didn't necessarily have the size to play in the NFL. I don't know about you, but I am really skeptical about coaches who make the jump from college to the NFL. I don't know how I would feel about it. The track record isn't great. So if I'm thinking like, I want this, I want this side of the ball to like match the offense. We're thinking windows open championship hiring a college coach as a guinea pig experiment. First time in the NFL. I don't love it. So I thought this was really interesting. I don't know if you listened to lock on Packers locked on Packers this morning, but Peter Bukowski among many other, you know, analysts as well did an emergency pod talking about this. And one of the things he actually had, had mentioned his personal opinion and agree or disagree, you know, that's what we're here for. But he had said that he actually thinks that some of the defensive creativity is actually in the college game. It seems like college defenses have kind of figured out better solutions for things like spread offenses than we're seeing at the pro level. And I thought that was just like a really interesting take. He, he mentioned a couple names, um, like the DC at Alabama, or just like, you know, I don't know if that would even be anyone on Matt LaFleur's radar, but thought it was interesting to hear him say like, Hey, there are some, you know, maybe, maybe the college game is evolving a little quicker than the NFL, which makes sense, right? Because the NFL has got a lot of old heads, just like it has, you know, coaching trees and hierarchies that, you know, that is, maybe they that's don't evolve as quickly. Counter, that's the counter argument for sure. Yeah, I do. I can see it. I, uh, I definitely am here for a non old head. Um, unless <laughs> a young you know, head, if you will. Yes. The young head, unless of course, <laughs> Bill Belichick, you know, wants to retire with the most storied franchise in the NFL and not be so unbelievably stressed out as a head coach and just wants to chill out as a coordinator and be in a small media market like Green Bay and not have to deal with the stressors of a one New York or Atlanta. Yeah, I... He would be fun, right? I mean, I have a, a list of, like, actual candidates, and then I have, like, the... These are notable, but I just... I doubt it happens. And he, unfortunately, tops the list of, boy, that would sure be fun, but that seems really unlikely. Um, and there's some names here, obviously, like Vic Fangio coming out today, right? Um, parting ways with the Dolphins. Seems like he's going directly to the Eagles. Yeah. Um, so, you know, cross that one off. I know Packers fans are really in their feels about it for like five minutes until it was announced that he was. Look, we just talked about it and we made a joke about no more old heads, but like we've tried the Vic Fangio style and it didn't work. I agree. And, and I And I think like, I think it was Zach Cruz who had a, a really great statistical breakdown of the Vic Fangio style coaching tree and where those defenses stacked up this season in terms of DVOA. And all of them were in the bottom half of the league. Yep. So to your point um, and Peter's point about evolving with new offenses and getting that, you know, new age of, you know, coaching and being able to combat some of the new offenses don't go backwards, right? And you, to your point, it's a moot point because he's already announced that he's going to the Eagles, but you don't want to go backwards. You, you want someone who's thinking ahead about how to stop some of these high-flying offenses like the Packers offense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I saw, um, I don't 
know if I, I don't remember who it was. It might've been Peter again, but somebody had said that what they were hearing from league sources was that, you know, the rumor or the thought is that the Packers should target someone that is very secondary minded in how they approach the defense, because you've got the talent in the front to just be like, sick them, go do the thing. Like, I don't think they really need someone to come in and like coach up their front, but they could really use someone that would come in and utilize not only all the secondary talent that's there, but assuming it's a position they're going to look at in the draft, obviously we know they need a safety or in free agency, they've got a little money to spend. So that's kind of where my thought process has been as well. Like go out and get someone who is just going to completely capitalize on the production you have in your secondary. And I think that's why Evero is such a desirable candidate is because he was a safeties coach and he played safety. So a lot of these guys on the list actually are secondary coaches. So I'm curious. I have someone else in mind who I would love, and I know Packers fans would love as well. Who would be the top of your list? I know exactly who you're going to say, but mine's Maquan Manuel, who's the Jets DBs and safeties coach. Obviously, worked under Robert Sala. He also worked with Pete Carroll, uh, won the Super Bowl as part of that roster. Um, he's worked with Dan Quinn for a little bit. He was in Atlanta and his timing actually overlaps when Matt LaFleur was there um, as the quarterback's coach. Played he safe in the room with Pete Carroll? He, they, he was on the Super Bowl winning team. So should have been. Yeah, they overlapped a little bit there. Um, wow. But he as part of a Jets defense that finished second in opposing passer rating each of the last two seasons. And I know that he just, I, I just like him from a coaching tree standpoint. We're talking about getting young. He's got experience. Like we said, with old head Pete Carroll, but Dan Quinn under there, Robert Sala, Doug Peterson, a little bit. He was with the Eagles for one season. So I just think he's an intriguing name. I don't know if, you know, he could be swayed to leave Sala, but we always joked about Robert Sala getting fired and then poaching him from the Jets. So why not just take his uh, safeties coach and his DBs coach and see uh, see what he can do for that secondary? 